if your kid comes to you and says, I think I'm terrible at that thing. Mm -hmm. And if your kid is only, I don't know, a toddler when they say this, yeah. should you agree with them and say, hmm. uh, yeah, you, you are. Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> That's the advice I've been giving people. For a good five years. Don't you dare claim that advice. <laughs> you do a joke about it, but that was my moment with Mikey. I think it was the most I've ever gotten true to our son in our whole life. We'll explain Not the whole my thing. proudest moment. We'll explain the whole thing later on in the show. Coming up today on Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, we have three superb questions from three very honest and giving mm. listeners. And of course, we've got a whole bunch of extra stuff over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. The way that we support and make this show is through you guys being ultrasound yeah. and coming over and getting a little bit more over yeah. there. Uh, Tina, really busy week. You're in with Pat Kenny on News Talk. I was. Talking was about sweet. absenteeism. Oh, yeah. Well, in you know. school. Like, obviously, people are having difficulty getting themselves out of the house. Yeah. Of course, you're going to have difficulty getting your kids to out of the well, house. Well, we know from doing this show and getting all these emails in that it's a huge problem for kids. And that Pat Kenny show got in touch with specifically. It's so hard to say. It was that a piece. Now, it was a piece in the paper braces. in the Sunday Times yeah. about um, how this England. is a huge problem and, now. And kids I not know wanting it is. to go. Kids just not wanting to go. Not kids who have additional needs. Just kids who. Yeah have decided, I don't really want to go to school and parents who are in a tricky situation where they can't actually get their kids. So it's quite a specific article, mm. but about a big number of kids yeah, it's like with no reason other than I don't want to yeah. go to school. Yeah, absolutely. Not going to school. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I actually have seen this. I've lived this experience. So when Pat invited me on, I have been shy about accepting those invitations because Charlotte knows I am very nervous on the radio. I find on the radio. Radio is terrifying. Radio, is radio terrifying. is just the liveness. But yeah. but the thing that Tina told me about this that I wasn't aware of was that I was aware of the school that she was working. It was a school that we sent yeah. Mikey to in the UK, and I didn't know that if a kid didn't show up for school, that that school would send somebody from school rent yeah. the house. To, to help, help the parent help get the, parent. the kid out the door. Yeah, like Mikey's school was very low in resources. I mean, sometimes you're in England, you're startled at the difference of the way the schools are equipped there and then here. Like when he came home to the school he went to here, I was like, holy crap, the school is space age compared to the school he was in. But what they did spend all their money on was extra adults in the classroom. Mm. And that is a resource that is just... I mean, you are spoiling your kids. Like, that is the best resource you can put mm. in the classroom is another grown-up. So there was, they didn't just put one extra grown-up. Most classrooms had two extra grown-ups in, which meant that there would be two qualified teachers and a teaching assistant, and that most days, if there was a parent struggling, the principal could ask someone to go and help that parent, and it was amazing. Because that's all this... they needed was that extra bit of support. But what happened to me this week was... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. That when they would send someone around the house, yeah, I would automatically assume, based on my knowledge of uh, Irish pride, yeah, yeah, that we're like, oh, no, everything's fine. I mean, we were just about to leave. <laughs> actually, look, he's in his uniform. Get your fucking. Instead, in England, they're like, thank God you're here. He will not listen to me. Honestly, I think I miss that about England the most. It made us really strong in our straightness too. Mm. 
I'm definitely a much stronger female from living in England for 10 mm. years. We definitely now, don't mind telling people. This. No, now I'm like, actually, I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> don't, don't know. talk to me like that. It really did make me <laughs> yeah, strong. That's a, you're in making it nice sound way. one way, but really it's, a, it's I, the manifestation of this that I see is that when we went to England, yeah. if somebody said, will we make up a bed for you to sleep on? Uh, obviously, you're staying here tonight. We go, oh, no, Jesus Christ, don't mind me. I'd sleep on the floor. Yeah. Is that what you'd like to? I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy on the floor. Thank you. Yeah. And they were right. Well, OK, then I guess you're sleeping on the floor then. <laughs> Whereas now you're yeah. like, yeah, a bed would be great. Yes, that and, is. And it. like, that's just normal. Yeah. That's fine. Absolutely. Like going to a mom's house and they'd be like, do you want a cup of tea? And you'd say, no, no, it's cool. And then you'd be there for three hours and you would never get off. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, absolutely, it made you think about what you say a little so, bit more. So you're straight, and you, you know you were straight with Pat Kenny on this thing, and the yeah. going on the radio was like, "Yeah, I'll definitely talk about absenteeism because you had lived experience yes. of this big group of general kids, yes. not special needs kids, which yeah. is obviously your obviously, your area of expertise." But you'd seen this vast yeah. problem in England, getting them out the door, literally going, "I don't want to go." Yeah, and parents who um, just could not get yeah. their kids. So you were you you went in. I was there. I was out in in the lobby listening on the radio. It went so well. I was really happy because I find that really really hard to do. But because it was so focused on this article and the particular piece of writing, I was really yeah. happy because yeah. I was like, okay, I got this. I and it was this. also about taking your kids out of school as well. Like a yeah. lot of the discussion was around. Is it okay to take your kids out of school so that you can get a cheap holiday? Yeah. And I was saying that, you know, we are in an age where that is available to you because mm. children can learn remotely. And I was just saying, personally, if I was doing that, I would do it in uh, June rather than September so that friendships don't get interrupted. But also you talked about something that a lot of people aren't aware of around the world is that you get fined in England. Oh, yeah. You get if fined. you go, I'm taking my kid out to go to this match yeah you know, or they'll go well for me it was my auntie's funeral and they were like but he's not a close not enough a relation question. yeah to miss the day you didn't get fined but no, it was I worth did, but he did get an unauthorized absence yeah. that day and that look that was that was part of the discussion yeah and i always think with these general discussions about a broad swathe mm-hmm. of the population that there must be people who feel like we're talking about this, but we're not mentioning these other kids. Yeah. So it's the first time I came out thinking I did okay, but um, I do still think I did okay in terms of I went on and spoke about what I was asked yeah, to speak about. Hundred percent. But unfortunately, there was a group of um, neurodiverse parents who were a little bit put out that I never mentioned their kids. And you had uh, one person get just yeah. to be clear, it wasn't a gang. One person got in touch to say that you didn't talk about neurodiverse yeah, kids. And I felt terrible because while it wasn't part of the article, I did feel bad because that's my background. Yeah. But the only reason, like, it would have just taken a moment for me, yeah. to be fair, to be like, obviously, this, what I'm talking about, does not apply to children who have neurodiverse needs. Because every child is so individual in that case and they all have their own sure, plan. But the, but they the beast wasn't way. about that. No, and I I was so nervous on the radio. I was not even thinking like, I I will hopefully get better in a life situation. But in that moment, I was just like, okay, remember the article, stick to mm. that. 
Whereas, you know, with experience, I'd imagine I'd be a yeah. lot looser and I would think about it. But, but, you know, you can only answer the questions you're asked. Yeah. And Pat's first question to you was, is it okay to take your kid out of school for holidays? Yeah. Now, are you meant to then go, uh, Pat, I just want to note neurodiverse? Well, no, I think where I could have noted neurodiverse was when I mentioned the confusion about gentle parenting. And this is what upset that lady, to be honest, and how I said, yeah, expl- you know, explain this, because you you maintain that in your lived experience in England, yeah. that an awful lot of these parents were actually just scared to upset their kid. Yeah, they were really, really trying to give their child what they thought was a better life than they had had. Mm. And with that, there a confusion grew between what is how is it OK to um I'm not using the word punish, but install consequences for your child's behavior. How do you manage the child's behavior? Yeah, boundaries. Boundaries, rules. And those parents struggled and found themselves in a situation where there was no rules in the house, there was no Mm. boundaries, and now their kid didn't respect their voice. Yeah, and they don't know where they stand. They don't know where they stand. And the poor parent who has really tried to offer this open, free space with their kid backfiring on them in a way they never thought and they they are so stressed out. So that's what I was talking about. Whereas completely, that does not apply if your child has additional needs. Sure. You will have a daily plan of action on how to get your kids to school. But those parents feel attacked when... They feel forgotten. Well, no, I mean, they feel when someone says, they are triggered when Mm. someone says... Ah, uh, this is, you're just going too easy because they probably have relatives who are going, what he needs is good, kick up the arse. And you're like, actually, mm. that's the opposite of what he needs. Yeah. And anytime someone brings up the confusion over gentle parenting, yeah. they feel singled out and uh, yeah. lumped in. When in fact, well, yeah, you she, were not talking she, about that. Yeah, she felt completely lumped into what I was talking about, whereas... I wasn't, I felt terrible because I wasn't even thinking about mm. that because that was not in the article and that was not what they asked me to want to talk about. Well, but it would have taken a moment. And, sure. And it's a lesson I've learned. But that. also, the, it's not the last time you're going to be on the radio. No. So I want to talk more about neurodiverse kids because I even think that as we say it, I'd imagine quite a few of our listeners are going, what does that mean? Yeah. So later on in the show, we're going to cover more on that. But we do need to get into our first question. I remember right in the thick of it ourselves with these teenage kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're with a toddler or with a kid younger than that, it's all ahead of you. So it yeah. might actually make you feel better about the challenges that you're facing yeah. to hear a question from the parent of a teenager today. Jarlath and Tina, I desperately need your help. My 12 year old daughter is so full of anger and bitterness. All I do is love her and try and help her to succeed at school and in life in general, yeah. that's obviously the way you, you see it. That's not the way they see it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Why does she hate me is the question this listener is asking. I feel like I'm at the end of my tether. I feel like I'm losing her. I don't know what to do. Nothing is working. I need help to navigate this upcoming teenage stage. Yeah. Any advice would be amazing. I mean... This must be the most common feeling. Yes, I'd imagine But so. they're very brave to get in touch and tell us about it because you feel like you're the, fault, the problem. Oh, look, you know how much I have yearned for a little tiny mini Tina. <laughs> like, I assume if we ever have a girl, it'll be a tiny version of me. And I don't know why that's 
the best thing that could ever happen. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. A tiny jarlet in female form. Oh, God. <laughs> but, amped up but, with no apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But um, it's only now that I'm facing into the teenage years that I often think, oh, my God, when I was lucky enough to have one child, thank God it was boy. <laughs> because it's so hard. Mm. Like, it's, I cannot imagine how stressful it is to be a mother of a preteen and teenage girl. Mm. The amount of changes that are happening in your little girl's body, the amount of un- how out of control you feel. Like, I still remember those feelings myself. I remember the rage. I remember stomping up the stairs. I remember regretting everything straight away. But I still did it. And I was actually a good enough kid. It just doesn't sound that different to what I'm experiencing with you <laughs> right now. I have to say, it's true. Because it, I'm nearly full circle back to being 12 again in that I'm perimenopausal now. And I find I'm I just as out of control the few days before I get my period yeah, as I was when I was a teenager. I, totally I think agree. about like smashing Jared's head off the wall sometimes. I have a joke in the current <laughs> show, which is that if your wife is criticizing herself, don't join in. <laughs> but if she's criticizing you, get the fuck on board. We're joking, we're joking, but, but we're not joking when it comes to this poor mom and the poor daughter, because the, the, there's the, two people here yeah. who are feeling a lot of lot of stuff like the mom is mourning her baby she's mm. mourning the tiny little cutie white girl who just did everything she said and wanted to be with her yeah. mom all the time she's having to get used to this independent young girl who feels like she's becoming a woman and you know mm. wants to be on her own and succeed and it's very hard like that that rejection from your kids when they're teenagers is very hard to take as a mother, I think. I have no clue how to answer this question yeah. because to me, um, it's as much about respect mm-hmm. as it is about parenting. That like yeah. you're going to lose her if you don't allow her to go. Yeah. Well, you know, Jared, that, that's you contradictory been, in itself. You've been eating um, books about teenagers at the moment. Yeah, like you're I, reading I'm them so fast. Hammering through these yeah, books because I the just. The best bit of advice you gave me with Mikey, because we struggled to get him oh, to talk. This is good. And I do think this will help this mom as well, is that when she comes to you and she's full of like all this emotion and the way she's speaking to you, mm. that you actually don't engage or try and fix. You just do a. Mm hmm. Yeah, you do. You don't. This is what I've been reading. Yeah. The first place you go is to make sounds. Yeah. To actually not say words. Mm. Like say, right. So that makes them not feel interrupted, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, that you're going, hmm. That they're not getting an immediate, like they come to you and they go, "Um, this girl's a bitch and she's mean and I hate her now. It's like her best friend yesterday. Yeah. You go, right. Yeah. Now, now, this is only the first step of what I'm reading. But it is working. I've seen it yeah, work. Yeah, no, it is amazing. It's, it's actually amazing because it draws them to their own conclusion. Yeah, even even just this. It, like, Dina's watched me only do this a they couple of times. themselves down. And then you go, one of the other things is you give them the perfect worldism. Yeah. And And you want a friend who you can rely on. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. You want your friends to be 
someone who is there for you and And won't talk behind your back. Um, And I guess that's how you are. Yeah. And what's weird is they like I've, I've only done this a couple of times and one of them was on a complaint around a piece of homework. Yeah, it, it was amazing to watch because Darla had taught, taught me the technique during the day because I'm struggling more than Darla is with the teenage years. Yeah. Because I'm I, very much missed the yeah. baby stage of needing his mommy and thinking I'm great. Now he's just like rolling He was eyes. complaining that this piece of homework was just an absolute nightmare. And I'm just looking at him going, what the fuck are you talking about? You barely get homework compared to what I used to get. Yeah. And I was like, you've got this one piece of homework that is admittedly going to take up a bit of time. But you bloody got Google Translate. <laughs> yeah. What What are you talking about? You've got a, a laptop to do this work mm-hmm. on. These are all the things I wanted to say to him. I was like, stop whinging. Yeah. Do it. You, if you spend as much time doing it as you do whinging, it would be done. But instead, I used the technique, which was to go, right. And that's going to take up a lot of your time. So you actually... You put it in facts. That's the other thing. So there's the sounds, there's the putting it in facts, and then there's the putting it in uh, perfect world. So putting in facts, I'm like, and this is way more time consuming than your other homework. Yeah, and it's very much like the de-escalation script we use when they're in a temper. It's This time it's more of an empathy script. Yeah, so this is how it played out. And I went, I bet if you were the teacher, Mm. you'd never give homework like Mm. this. Um, uh, what what would you do if you were a teacher? How would you like to? And then he goes into, I do work that isn't, uh, you know, some stupid PowerPoint presentation that I'm meant to be making uh, that is engaging. And I'm like, mm, maybe that's how she sees this. And he's like, I get he actually said the sentence. I guess there's just some tough things that you've got to get yeah, through. I couldn't believe it. Like I, my <laughs> head crazy. was my head was turning because what <laughs> normally happens is we have you guys don't get it. This is loads of homework and I, you think it's only small. I'm so busy. Really, yeah, I'm such a busy guy and I'm tired and my time <laughs> is running. And I was like, I was like, mm. this is like a miracle. It was like. A Jedi mind trick. It was amazing. And I was... And, I'll uh, give you the name of the book that yeah, it comes from so, so that you can ask you that it's listen to it for yourself. Incredible ladies, right? It's those people. Mm. Who just well, they've, they've written a series of books, uh, bestsellers. And you can also listen um, to their podcasts if you don't have... They podcast their books, right? Yeah. Well, I, I listen to the audiobook. I don't oh, know if they the have a podcast. Oh, is that the audiobook? Okay, sorry. How to talk so teens... Really how to talk so teens will listen. And listen, so teens will talk. I mean, that's the book. Uh, for me, there's a lady. Don't know the ins and outs of your situation, but I can tell you right no, now. Yeah, that book is amazing. Get that book in your life and uh, just watch the worm turn. Well, what's amazing about that book is you're listening to it and you're going, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, some already. of it you are rubbing your head already. going, You're like, how am what? I not doing this? But also the other thing I would tell this lady is go on to jigsaw.ie. Mm. There are so many resources on there available. It's all free. Yeah. It's all free. There's now a jigsaw in nearly every town. Mm. Make use of these resources. They're there to help you. Yeah, shout you out will, jigsaw.ie. And you will get through this. Mm. You will. It will pass. But while you're in it, it's really hard. So go mm. easy on yourself. Treat yourself to this book. Yeah. Get it on audio. It's much easier to listen to. And um, check out Jigsaw, really helpful resource. 
Dina and Jarlath, I need your help. I am in need of support and advice right now. I'm at my wit's end. My daughter, who is six, is currently waiting for her ADHD assessment. We have her first appointment next month and her behaviour is greatly affecting my own mental health. I collected her from school today and I was pulled by the teacher saying she punched and kicked three different kids today. When I asked her about why she did it all, she said, I don't know. I've made a list of all the issues I'm having. I hope you guys will be able to help me. Here we go with the list. Whenever I or her dad speak to her when she's not ready to receive it, she'll shout stop. And the same when we try to discipline her. Number two, she's never still. Even at bedtime, her feet are moving constantly. Number three, she doesn't like to be alone, especially at bedtime. Number four, she's very picky with food, texture issues, uh, maybe. Um, Number five, uh, she keeps saying her friends at school are mean, but I'm thinking maybe they don't want to do what she wants to do and she perceives it that way. Number seven, she's so angry constantly, like all the time. Mm. Number eight, she speaks like a baby all the time. Uh, number nine, she'd rather stand and wee in her nighttime pull up than use the toilet. She's so snappy with everyone all the time. She has hit me a couple of times and I'm beginning to think there's more than ADHD going on. Any advice would be massively appreciated. Huge fan of the show. Anonymous. OK, well, that that is a lot. But um, <clears throat> first of all, I think it is great that this mom is thinking outside of the box and trying to sorry I hit the mic there trying to think of loads of different things but this is a little six-year-old little girl who sounds like she needs a lot of different help and this mom is going to need to go to her doctor and start putting her child's name down on a lot of different waiting lists like what country is this in well I think it's England I think this is lady okay, in the UK. Well, so I would suggest she goes to the doctor, she gets her child's name down on a waiting list for the OT. Because to me, it screams that this child needs a sensory diet to do. There is a lot of evidence in that email to suggest... Remind us of what a sensory diet is. So um, children, some kids find it very hard to process the energy they're feeling inside their body or uh, and they feel very uncomfortable in themselves the whole time and it can be in different places it can be like their ears they're not processing noise the way we would their eyes or their body is just overstimulated and really needs help they need help calming it down and a sensory diet is when you go to an OT or if you have a te- if you're lucky enough to have a teacher at school who has a checklist and knows what to look for and knows what to do it should be individualized to that child okay. and help them manage themselves help them get to a calmer place where they don't feel so out of control Definitely now sounds like this kid yeah, can do with that. that now that mom uses the word anger but i don't think that child is angry i think that child is frustrated and I, you know, it's very, very tough for that child. She needs a lot of help processing what is she actually feeling because, like, she must be so tired from trying to cope with all this all the time. So this lady is based in the UK and in most UK schools, they have this incredible resource called a Senko in the school. And the Senko's job is just to facilitate this child's day so that it can be the, you know, the most 
successful kind of day they can have so that the senkel makes sure that she gets the OT, the speech therapist, all these different people involved and that this child has their own individual plan uh, in the classroom. They have their own, uh, the teacher has understanding towards this child. I mean, it's very upsetting to hear that the teacher was pulling the mother aside and yeah, saying, but it happens all uh, the time. yeah, but obviously this kid just needs extra help with their emotions and they probably need a visual timetable in the class. You'd hope there's already one in there so that they're, can be calmly knowing what's coming next throughout the day. I mean, they're supposed to incorporate these visual timetables for all the children mm. now. It's been proven to help, but a sensory diet is essential here. And Do you while, go over that teacher's <clears throat> head then and go to the principal? I think you go to the teacher. Look, at the end of the day, we want these things to go as smoothly as they can. So I think you go to the teacher first. You ask them, you say to them, I'm really worried about my kid. I think there's more going on here and I really need your help. You, if that teacher doesn't go straight to the Senko, then you go to the Senko. Send the email to the pr- uh, principal and then ask for the Senko involvement. Um, I hate saying this, but it's true. Don't be afraid to complain. Don't be afraid to make noise because the person, the parent in your school who is complaining the most is getting the most attention. So if you're being quiet and thinking, oh, they have enough going on. I'll sleep on the floor. I'm fine. Yeah, honestly, it, the parent who is making a fuss is getting yeah, lots of help. So don't be afraid other, to make is, a fuss. That is so, so true. Yeah. And we all don't want to be that person. Yeah, but that parent but is... You're in need here. Yeah, you're in need. And look, what you can do while waiting for the OT and everything and all the help you definitely need is you can try and do your own sensory exercises in your home now i would suggest getting one of those big gym bowls they're fantastic encourage your child to do a lot of rolling on that bowl a lot of pushing against that bowl a lot of sitting bouncing on that bowl i would get those nice spiky bowls you know you use them sometimes yeah rollers roll find these anywhere yeah. yeah, find them in a sports shop. Yeah, and if you can't, if if they're quite expensive sometimes, so you can just use a hairbrush as well. And in the morning, gently, gently, or if your child prefers it hard, brush up and, and down your arm. Down. Brush, it's incredible. Uh, like there's loads of different things like stretching, squeezing, even getting um, toothbrushes that have that are quite like those sensory rollers, those gym rollers, except they're in your mouth can help them not feel so frustrated. I mean, a lot of these kids tend to end up biting, but it's not their fault because there's just so much stimuli in their bodies that they really just need to get rid of it. So you're helping your child calm. You know, your teacher should know about this stuff. Yeah. Your Senko definitely will. And in most schools in England, unlike Ireland, the Senko will provide the materials you need. They will make sure that your child has one of those cushions put on their chair that helps them sit. She mentioned her child can't stop moving, but she just needs help. She needs to do lots of stretching and swinging. I really feel sorry for this mom, but the best advice I can give her is to go to the school, go to your doctor, get more people involved. She's six now. She's getting older. You need to get in there fast so she gets the resources she needs. So does this kid come under the category of neurodiverse? Explain that. Now well, we can loop back around. To oh this. yeah, well, yeah, she does. Like neurodiverse is um, just—it's a catch-all phrase for people who interact in the world and think a bit differently. It's like some people will have a diagnosis, like ADHD or 
um, will be on the autism disorder spectrum or maybe have Down syndrome. They all come under the umbrella of neurodiversity. Mm. But, you know, some people prefer to use their diagnosis or some people don't have a diagnosis, but they know that there's something a little bit different about them and that they interact in the world differently and they need help with certain stimuli in the environment. And so it's just, it really is a catch-all phrase for a group of people who interact and think yeah. differently. And uh, and it's about understanding. Yeah, it's that. about understanding. Yeah. And, you know, we're so lucky because our kids are so understanding of this and they are very aware of the fact that Diversity we're all in general. different. Yeah. And who isn't neurodiverse, really? Yeah. Like, we're all, we're all completely different. But yeah, it is uh, important that people do understand that it is just... Uh, primarily about the it must idea. be tough when you recognize that you were in that category as a parent if you're mm. seeing this in your kid and you're probably harking back to your own childhood and thinking yeah and i was i was put out all the time oh, well there. people children the like this were treated terribly like I, I can pinpoint the kids yeah. from my childhood yeah who were Difficult. He's a difficult child. Well, I and wish I could say that what's happened now is that every school, you can be confident that these children are getting the care they need. But it's not true. It's very much dependent on the principal and teachers in your school. And like when I say to this mom, go and ask for help. I don't know if she's going to yeah. be if it's going to be received in yeah. a great way. It really depends on how informed is your principal? How informed are these yeah. teachers? How empathetic are they? How much is it at the forefront of their mind that each child in their school deserves the right to meet, reach their and potential? Is it uh, an absolute obligation of the school? Like this is the problem that some people might have of bringing it. That they can then be told, well, this is actually your responsibility. Well, like, I'm surely. not sure about how it works here anymore because so much has changed since I was away. Like, but in England, it was very much school dependent. And I mean, we know of our friends, very close friends who have the most gorgeous boy who were basically told by a secondary school, we don't want him. Oh, yeah. He will that. bring our... Um, our grades down. Our... Gra- our um, what is that weird thing they have in England? Whatever it is, oh, the grading yeah. system. They were like, no, 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 no. We have a fill of those kids. Well, we the, I know one thing for sure from reading around it this week that there's not enough being done. No. And that this country is way behind that we live in as to the understanding and appreciation for the help these children well, need and these parents 20 need. 20 years ago when I started in special ed and early years intervention, there was so much available to parents. I mean, a lot, to be honest, of course, parents were expected to go private, but at least even then, these schools were available. Like, a lot of services are gone. And how have we gotten to a situation where now there's more Mm. understanding there's more observation of these things and there's less and less service yeah now. it's gross and well, I, I hope this terrible. was a help to this parent if you have something along these lines don't hesitate to get in touch as we say this is where a lot of Tina's background is yeah, well I do get a lot of these questions but they don't come up on the podcast because understandably a lot of these privately. parents yeah. want it kept private well honey you're ruining our kid at gmail.com just to remind you once again is the email address It's a pretty big week in the Regan household at the moment. Oh, because all your uh, shows. Well, well, <laughs> Tina looked into the distance. What? What's happening? Well, that's because I always just think what's happening in Mikey's life. And then I go uh, to your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're much more I'm thoughtful such, yeah, parent. I'm just thinking parent. about, yeah. 
and I think how this is going to affect him. I'm doing four shows sold so out nights at the Three Olympia Theatre in Dublin. Yes. And everything has been building to this for about <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it all. It's all an awful lot happening. But I... It's fair to say, Tina, behaving a little bit strangely, and it does add in to our final question of the well, episode. It is understandable, Jared. It is a massive week for you, but uh, I'd appreciate it if you got your shit together. I went through one tantrum, Two. and that was in Avoca. Best no. place for a tantrum. Two. What was the tantrum in Avoca? I don't know. You pick it then. I'll just do whatever you oh said me to do. Oh my god, yeah. We're trying to pick out a birthday one. present and everything I suggested Tina one said thing. wasn't. You picked up one thing. <laughs> one thing. But still everything I suggested. <laughs> I, I didn't even say I didn't like it. I just, what, sorry, I'm making noise. I'm eating a sweet so sorry. Yeah, I suggest everything I suggested wasn't good enough and I just one eventually thing. went, why don't you fucking pick it and I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. And that's, what a tantrum looks like in our house for me. I was me. so glad our son got to see that too. Yeah, but he understood. No, he didn't. He, he came over and gave me a hug. Really? Yeah. Little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> he came over and gave me a hug and was like, don't worry, mommy. He's so stressed out. Yeah. Well, I wonder is that what's going on with this final question? That change is what unsettles your kid into behaving weirdly or. Well, we know that for getting, sure. Getting um, antsy or throwing tantrums. I've recently got back off holiday after my three-year-old was sleeping in the same room as me. Now we are home and he's back to sleeping in his own room. But he keeps having tantrums for me to stay in his bed with him. He will wake multiple times in the night crying for me, my hus- me and my husband to get in bed with him. But it's continuous and none of us are getting sleep. It's so hard. Whatever I say to him doesn't help because he doesn't seem to understand and gets himself in a real state. He had become very clingy during the day, even like sitting uh, on the sofa to watch something. I have to sit with him and it's impossible to cook or make tea or do household stuff he's also become quite violent with smacking etc he uh, literally doesn't care and whacks me in the face if i tell him off he will laugh at me i've tried putting him on the stairs and taking him to his room he literally runs rings around me and he's a big boy so when he hits it hurts and he is when he hits it hurts but he is only three right yeah Yeah, okay. Three-year-olds can be big little dudes, though. Yeah, I know, but they're still babies. It's as if he's having his terrible twos, but he's completely changed. I'd appreciate if you have any advice on this, uh, or if you've been through the situation yourself. All the best. Thanks again for the podcast, Anonymous. I really think they should stop calling it the terrible twos, because... During the twos, you're on high alert the whole time going, oh, anything anything could set them off. And it is the terrible trees. It is. It's not the terrible twos anymore. Just like the climates have gone weird. So Hmm. that's changed too. But look, essentially what happened here, he went away on holidays and he loved the coziness of Mm. being with his parents the whole time. He felt safe. And now, unfortunately, completely not 
you're doing. He's come back he and he feels, said his life is bollocks. He feels rejected. Yeah. He's like, I want that thing I had. Well, you didn't have to do housework yeah. on holidays. Yeah. And I want that thing I had. And I want to be with you and daddy all the time. It was amazing. I felt happy. I felt safe. And I want it now. And it is making him angry because he loved it so much. Mm. But when she says he doesn't understand, that's where she's fooled. He totally knows what he wants. And he totally understands that he is angry because he wants to get it. Three-year-olds are my bag. And three-year-olds will surprise you with how completely they have figured you out and they are working a plan. I used to love circle time in my classroom because, like, if this kid was in my class, you can be guaranteed he's sharing that news in circle time. <laughs> you can be guaranteed he's... I, get, I, see it. I, I punch my mom. Yeah, I punch my mom in the face and then I scream and then I make sure they get back in the bed with me. And, and then brag I brag about this? It's not that they brag. They're just very much telling their day. This is my news. Yeah, this is what I did last night. And I really want them on holidays. I love sleeping with my mum and dad. And now I want that to happen all the time. So it's always a good idea to go to the teacher and just check. Has he brought it up? Or could you get him to bring it up in circle time? Mm. What's but his that, version of events? Mm, but that's not going to help in terms of getting this to stop. And that's where the hard work comes in because it is going to be hard. He bloody loved this. But remember, it only takes four days, or in this case, nights, to break a habit. Now, wait, wait, wait. You haven't said this in a while. Just, just explain that to me again. Well, any habit. Like, I mean. Well, mostly with little kids, but I think any habit. If you're consistent and you stick to it, you can break a behavioral pattern in that was my real Nevin accent there. In four so days. So whether it's saying the word poo all the time. <laughs> yeah. Which is a very common problem. It's we've had a cute phase. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, ridiculous. It's like the it's, most hilarious joke. Um, throwing their food on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, refuse, biting. Biting. You can, tantruming. You can break it up, but you've got to be ready. Because you've got to be strong. And I'm ready to not react. Now, she's mentioned that she's putting him on timeout and up to his room. And you know he's you way he's too, too young, young for, for that. that. Yeah. He's completely too young for that. And what I would do to advise her to do in those situations is distract. You know, don't react to the slap in the face. Distract, bring him away, get him doing something Game pers- show host. Pers- purposeful. Get him, give him a sweeping brush, get him to wash down a table. Distract him completely when he's in a calm place. Say to him, when you hit me in the face, that was really not okay. That hurt mommy. And if he laughs at you. Hands are not for hurting. If he laughs at you, distract again because he's obviously not ready to talk about it The worst it thing you can do is laugh as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so confusing. But in terms of the sleep, okay. I know that this is the hardest thing for any parent to do because they're so tired. They will fold. So if you're going to put a sleeping plan in place, you've got to make sure that you are ready to stick to your plan. And we know what you have to do. He wakes up during the night. He's calling for you. You go in. You say nothing. You give him a little kiss on the head. You tuck him up into his bed. You leave. He's going to do the same thing again. You say nothing. This time you don't even look at him. Oh, God. You just, but you're gentle and you're kind. You're there to keep him safe. You tuck him into his bed, kiss him on the head, tell him you love him. You go back to your bed. You're going to have to keep doing that. You're going to have to be relentless. Mm. You're going to have to keep popping him back in the bed. Do not talk because the minute you start speaking, that's when you might lose it. 
So just stay calm, stay quiet. You love your child. It's okay to give them a hug, the kiss on the cheek, get them cozy, put their teddy back under their arm, leave. And, before, and that won't be too much. No. And before they go to bed, you can say things to them like, um, yeah, definitely pepper them with, oh, I'm so excited. This is your room. This is where you sleep. Or before you start the whole sleep process at all, you can revigorate the room a tiny bit. You know, do something in the room that makes it a little bit more special for them. Get a poster for their wall. Get them a new clock. Get them a, a little blankie that Just they're going to have. make the room a bit better. Talk about their safe space. Talk about their bedroom. This is their room. But definitely don't come to it until you're ready. Because if you if you break, you're done. And you're going to have to find the time to start again. You've seen this work over and over yeah, again. Yeah, and you know what? The... A few weeks ago, one of my really lovely friends got in touch to say that she was struggling because she just had a new baby and her little girl had become clingy and she needed her a bit more during the night. And she said that she actually did this and she can't believe how hard it was, but how much it worked. Yeah. And it gave her her sleep back. And she, it was a really lovely email because she was so happy in herself that she'd been brave enough to do this. And we it's know that. Clarity, right? It's, yeah. And we know that there's that amazing Instagram page with Taylor May Babies, who is just an incredible resource on these things. She's got brilliant tips that she posts on her Instagram page every day. She's got a brilliant website. If you need extra, extra help, she's there. But really, this just comes down to you understanding that your kid loved the holiday. And you can say things like, I know you loved getting to sleep with us on the holiday. We love that too. But that's something we can only save for holidays. And if this behavior continues, we won't even be able to do that on the holidays. You know, and you don't say that in a mean way. You're just very straight, factual mm. terms that, you know, the, the holidays are times when we get to do, do special, special things. things. Yeah. We're back now. Mommy and daddy need their sleep for work. You need your sleep for early years, whatever setting he goes to. We need to get our routine back, you know. Well, Tina, I can't wait for a holiday. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> really We're not need going a holiday. All the way to We're July. only two weeks back after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for coming up and saying hello hey, at the show. You never said your joke. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, have to yeah. play a little Someone bit. Someone came up last night in Limerick and it made my day. It was an American lady who lives in Limerick. She says she listens to the show oh, yeah. every Monday. Well, do, and do I make sure to come along to the shows. You'll hear a little bit of this. I'm quizzing, I'm quizzing football. <laughs> so, Daddy, no, Daddy, I'm, I, I'm quitting. I'm not playing football anymore. I said, what, why? He says, I'm not good. I'm not good. Tears in his eyes. <laughs> it's like, Mikey, not good compared to who? He goes, the other lads at school. Might be the best bit of parenting I've ever done in my life. Got down to his level. I said, Mikey, you're all shit. face lit up it was beautiful <laughs> knowing this wasn't the limit of his potential I was like look they're 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 shit too they're just slightly less shit than you right now I'm better than you at football and I'm shit as well well actually you probably won't hear that joke because all the jokes in the show are brand new yeah. none of them have appeared on Instagram or anywhere else uh and uh, some of them are parenting related. You'll, I promise you, you'll love the show. But make sure to say hello yeah. afterwards. Or come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad to hear a little bit more. It's 
absolutely obligation free when you come over you literally sign up for a five or a month and you can cancel at any time you like if mm. you're not digging it but i promise you you will there's so much more to be found over there including the original six episodes of this podcast and all the irishman abroad episodes which course, are my favorite full irishman archive of chats with the greatest irish people ever to have lived mm. you'll have marion every second friday and sonia every second wednesday talking about running so lots and lots all your listening needs taken care of in one place and of course honey you ruin your kid in its xl size patreon.com forward slash irishman abroad thank you so much Tina we'll talk to you next week